Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thank you guys for all your support and all your love on my last couple episodes. I know they were pretty intense. They were very special episodes to me. Obviously, I was talking about things I'm very passionate about and I was just not expecting the amount of love and support that I got. So thank you very much. It's very much appreciated and I just love you guys so much um but i know that they were some really intense episodes so i thought that today i would do something a little bit more fun more lighthearted, and just not be so serious (laughs) for a second um so i wanted to tell you guys some stories of just the craziest things that have happened to me since i moved to new york because this is a crazy place to live. And I actually only moved here like two and a half years ago, but it feels like I've been here for so long because I swear one day in New York is equal to like 10 days in my hometown or like a smaller city because it's just nonstop here. Like it is really, really insane all the time. Like there's just always a lot going on. <laughs> um, So yeah, I thought I would just share some crazy stories and just uh, lift the mood a little bit on this podcast. Um, And I'm going to start with this story that actually happened the first day I moved to New York. It was quite an interesting welcome, to say the least. This was the end of 2020. And at this point, there were all these rules about moving to New York from out of state. So I had to quarantine for like either three or five days or something like that. And the apartment that I was supposed to be moving into wasn't like totally sorted out. So I was gonna stay in a hotel for a few nights until the apartment situation was like totally sorted. So I ended up staying in a Marriott in Midtown. This was my first mistake. Don't stay in Midtown. It's just dangerous and there are just people everywhere at all hours of the night. I mean, this is like literally everywhere in New York, but especially Midtown. And there's also just like a lot of crime and homelessness and drug use just all over the place. And now that I've lived in New York for a while, I'm gonna be honest, Midtown is gross. I don't like it. (laughs) It freaks me out. I think it's just weird vibes. And if you ever stay in New York, my best advice is to stay downtown or stay in Brooklyn. Do not stay in Midtown. Anyway, I didn't know that at the time. And obviously I was brand new to New York, literally my first day living there. So I show up to this hotel around like 9 p.m. or so. And I maybe it was even later. But anyway, I walk up to the entrance and there are two men standing out front. And at first I was just like, okay, whatever, just like two random people standing on the street, whatever. But then I noticed them like watching me walk up and as I get closer, I see they're also wearing like ginormous fur coats, giant chains, sunglasses. Again, it's like 10 p.m. And they're counting cash. (laughs) So immediate red flags. And I just like avoid eye contact and scurry inside of the lobby. And I'm like, okay, that's none of my business. (laughs) But I check in and everything's fine. I go up to my room and then I go to take a shower 
And as I'm stepping out of the shower, I looked down and realized that there is blood splatter on the wall by the floor. And it's not a lot of blood, but it's definitely blood splatter. Like there's blood on the wall, no doubt. But it's late and I'm tired and I don't wanna go back downstairs. So I call my mom and I just like tell her what's going on. And we decide that I'll go downstairs in the morning and ask for a new room. So the next morning I wake up and it's like maybe like 7.30 or eight and I get in the elevator and it goes down like one floor and then a woman gets in the elevator with me. And she is pretty obviously a prostitute of some sort. She's wearing like this tiny glittery dress, these crazy platform heels. Her hair and makeup is a hot mess. And again, it's like not even eight o'clock in the morning. Um, but I say hello and then I'm like, okay, this is weird, like, especially after seeing the men counting cash out front last night. And so I'm just a little put off by that whole situation. But anyway, I make it downstairs and I tell the woman at the front desk that there's a suspicious blood looking splatter on my bathroom wall and I ask for a different room. And she's like, oh my God, like, of course, yes, no problem. We'll go check it out and we'll get you a new room. I'm so sorry about that. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's sorted, whatever. And I leave and go for a little walk while they get their new room ready. And I get a coffee. And like, as I'm coming back to the hotel, the same two guys from last night are there again. And they're watching me walk down the street. And they look like they're almost waiting for me. And then when I get closer, they try to say something to me. And I'm on the phone with my mom at this point, And I'm just like, ooh, like, and I just like ignore them and like run into the hotel again. But this time they follow me into the hotel. And I think that they were expecting me to get like right onto the elevator and go up to my room because obviously they saw me check in last night. But I don't go into the elevator because I'm like going to the front desk to get my new room key. And so I stop. And they kind of like stop behind me and they're like, wait, what? Like, I thought she was going to get on the elevator. Like, okay, this looks like a little bit weird now. So then they like watch me for a second and then they get on the elevator and go up. And I was like, oh, like what the fuck is going on? That was so weird. And I'm freaked out. But then I'm talking to this woman at the front desk trying to get my new room key. And all of a sudden she has this attitude with me and she's like, your mother called. And I was like, yeah, sorry. Like she was probably just like making sure everything's okay. Like, because she made the reservation and whatever. Um, And then this woman at the front desk was like, well, we sent someone up to your room and it actually wasn't blood on the wall, but we can still move you if you want. And I was like, what? Like, how do you know it's not blood? Like, did you fucking like DNA test that or something? Like she definitely just made that up. And she just started being like super defensive and like weird about it. And then she tells me that the room key machine is broken, so they can't give me a key. And I'll have to ask a staff member to take me up to my room whenever I want to come and go. And I was like, what? Like, okay, that's again, that's really weird, but what am I gonna do about that? Like she says, the room key thing isn't working. So this man escorts me to my room and I go inside and he leaves. And then I notice that the lock on the door is broken. Like the latch that locks the door like physically 
is broken. So basically the only lock on the door is the one that the room key unlocks, which I don't even have. And I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, it's probably pretty easy to just like get into this door. So I'm just like, okay, I feel unsafe. This is super weird. This is literally just getting sketchier by the minute. I end up calling the woman who was helping me arrange my new apartment. And I was like, hi, like, this is kind of an emergency. Like, I'm at this weird hotel. And like, is there any way that I can get into the apartment today? And she was like, yes, absolutely. Like, come pick up the key. So I get the fuck out of that hotel. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first 24 hours in New York. Super fun, super safe, not sketchy at all. Welcome to New York. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, anyway, then I go and get this key for my new apartment and I walk up four flights of stairs with two giant suitcases holding all of my belongings after I've just had to deal with this whole hotel thing and I finally get up to this apartment, like sweating, so out of breath, dragging these giant suitcases, just like stressed out and I have a roommate who was a model at my old agency and I'd never met her before but when I get up to the front door and like let myself in she has two friends over and I walk right into the kitchen like where they're sitting and they don't even look at me like they literally just keep talking and don't even look up so I'm just like uh hello like I'm Bentley nice to meet you and she just like glances up at me and she's like hey and that's it So I'm like, okay, that's super weird, but whatever. I'm just gonna go into my room and like try to get settled. But then things never got any better with that girl. She never really spoke to me. And then she started leaving used pads in various places. (laughs) Yes, you heard that correctly. Used sanitary pads. The first couple were left in the shower then the next couple were left on the bathroom sink and the final one was touching my toothbrush yeah she moved out shortly after that but holy shit was that disgusting just like who does that also one time she ate my last quesadilla without me knowing and then left the empty box in the freezer and i came home from work one day just thinking about that quesadilla being like oh i can't wait to eat that quesadilla when i get home and i open the freezer thinking that it's there because the box is there and i take out the box and it's empty i mean obviously this is not as bad as the used pads touching my toothbrush but this was almost equally as annoying like just who does that get your own quesadilla and also if you're gonna eat the last of something throw the box away anyway she was not very nice and i'm glad that's over (laughs) But then, oh my god, after she moved out, the woman who actually owned the apartment moved back in with her boyfriend. And I'm not going to get too much into detail about that in case somehow her boyfriend like still follows me. 
but it was a strange experience. And one time I came home from the grocery store and I had to pee so bad. This was the middle of the day, right? I just like gone for like 30 minutes to go to the grocery store and come back. And I walk in the door and the bathroom is locked. And I was like, oh God, like they better be quick. Like I hope they're just peeing and like I can get in there because I'm literally about to pee my pants. But then I realize that they're both in there. Like she's in there with her boyfriend and they're having sex in the shower. Like this is a tiny apartment, a tiny bathroom. You can hear everything. The walls are paper thin. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like it's the middle of the day. Y'all know that I live there. And like, there's only one bathroom. So why are you doing this in the middle of the day? So I'm like, okay, whatever. My options are A, pee in the sink or B, pee on the roof. So I choose option B and I run up to the roof and I pee in a flower pot. And honestly, I could tell so many other stories about that apartment and my experience living there, but I will spare you for now. Um, <laughs> but I will tell one more story from that era of like when I first moved to New York. Um, so I was living in Chelsea, this apartment was in Chelsea, and I always just felt very unsafe walking around that neighborhood at pretty much any time of the day like i could walk out of my apartment at 7 a.m and somebody would like cat call me or say just something so disgusting to me and it was just always like super sketchy vibes but also the corner of the street i lived on was a very popular trans prostitute corner so there were always like ladies on the corner talking to very sketchy guys and the ladies were always very sweet to me um but it was just like weird unsafe vibes and the guys would always say very inappropriate things to me and just like vile things and it was not chill but anyway one day i was walking down the street the middle of the day this was like two blocks from my apartment and this man who appeared to be homeless i am assuming ran up to me he had a joint in his hand and he grabbed me by my arm and blew smoke directly into my face like maybe one inch away from my mouth and then tried to kiss me on the mouth and i just screamed fuck off and swung on him and i actually hit him in the stomach very lightly <laughs> but whatever i still made contact and he just like laughed in my face and i just like ripped my arm away from him and started running and i look up and i realize that a fucking cop just watched the entire thing happen and i'm like so freaked out and the cop just looks at me as i like run past him and he just looks at me and he goes sorry like, what the fuck? Like, what are you here for? You're not doing your job and you don't even have the decency to ask me if I'm okay. Like, literally, what are you here for? Because you're certainly not doing your job. Anyway, that was disgusting and terrifying. And I literally just like ran around the corner and called my mom and started sobbing. Um, so that was scary. And also just like in the middle of the day, like you're just not expecting that when you're just walking down the street in the middle of the day in front of a cop. Like, I don't know, that just like came out of nowhere. Um, but anyway, maybe like two months later, or maybe like it was like a month, it was not that long, but I see this crazy guy again and he's on my block right in front of my apartment. And I see him come up to the woman walking in front of me and like trying to grab her. And I was like, oh God, like, what do I do? What do I do? And I try to turn around, but he 
runs up to me, grabs me by my arm again, and like yells something at me that I don't even understand. I don't even know what he said, but I just pulled my arm away from him and ran. And I don't know, like that on top of like all the other stuff just like really made me so uncomfortable. And I was literally just scared to leave my apartment. Like I was always just expecting something gross to happen every time I left my apartment. So shortly after that, I moved to Brooklyn (laughs) where I've always felt much safer in Brooklyn. Um, And this next story actually happened maybe like nine months after I moved to Brooklyn And I was at my neighborhood Walgreens, which was kind of like on the border of like the sort of sketchy neighborhood and my neighborhood, but it was usually fine. Like I went to that Walgreens all the time and I was always fine. But this time when I walked in, I noticed this guy with like a giant bag, like an Ikea bag, and he was kind of acting weird, like in one of the aisles. So I just like kept an eye out for him and just went about my business and like got whatever I was there for. And I went to the register to check out. And while I was standing there, the guy was in the birthday card aisle, like right behind me. So literally everybody in the store could see him. Like there were probably like 10 people waiting for a checkout. And then <laughs> he takes his arm and just like sweeps a bunch of birthday cards off the shelf into this giant bag and then runs over to the register right next to me, literally like two feet away from me and starts yelling at the woman to give him the money in the register. And the woman who was checking me out, like right next to this, started yelling for somebody to call 911. And he was literally so close to me, like I could have touched him, but I just kind of like turned my back to him and was just really trying to not look at him or make eye contact because this dude was obviously nuts and I didn't know if he had a gun or not and I actually still don't know because I wasn't looking at him but everyone was sort of like oddly calm and just confused because like why is he stealing (laughs) birthday cards and there was actually a cop working security in the store and she ran out of the store and started asking (laughs) and started like yelling for help on the street which was so weird and I was like I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to do as a security guard but anyway the lady at the register next to me like talking to this guy was like no like get the fuck out of here like I'm not giving you the money (laughs) which was fucking hilarious like this woman was literally just like I do not have time for this today so I love her for that (laughs) so this guy like I guess realizes that he's not gonna get any money and just runs out of the store with all his birthday cards and runs down the street. And there was actually a cop car sitting at the red light, like right outside of the Walgreens. And the cop from inside the store tells the cop car to follow the guy, but he disappeared like pretty quickly. And I don't think anyone was like actually trying that hard to find him. But um, yeah, that's the story of the time I was in Walgreens that got robbed of all its birthday cards. (laughs) Now let me tell you about the Black Flamingo. Actually, let's call it the curse of the Black Flamingo. (laughs) So basically, I'm about to incriminate myself, but when I was 20, I started going out to this club called the Black Flamingo with my friends. Obviously, I had a fake ID, which is illegal. I know that. I apologize. And I am not encouraging this behavior at all. Again, it is illegal. Don't do this. But anyway, I went to this club several times with this fake ID. 
And I, ha- I always had a great time. I never caused any problems. I never caused a ruckus. Like, I was fine. I just danced with my friends and hung out. And the bouncer that was usually there always remembered me. He was super nice to me and my friends. But then this one time, there was a different bouncer. And he was not nice. And so this one night with this new bouncer, I get up to the door and like all my friends give their IDs and he lets all my friends in and I'm last in line. So he gets to me and he looks at my ID and he says, this is fake. If you want it back, you can call the police. So I was like, uh, yeah, like I'm not going to call the police on myself, but thanks for the offer. I guess we'll just leave. And this was annoying because I've had people like not let me into places because my ID was fake, but no one has ever like stolen my ID and kept it. So that was super annoying because like it screwed up the rest of the night and like we couldn't go anywhere else because like I didn't have an ID anymore. So the night was over and we went home, but I had like three other fakes at home. Again, I know this is illegal and I am not encouraging this behavior, but a couple months later, my friends are like, okay, let's try the black flamingo again. Like, it's so fun. Like, I'm sure no one's gonna remember you. Just take a different ID. And I'm like, sure, let's try it. And we go to the front door and they let me in. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like it worked, whatever, we're good. I go up to the bar with a couple of my friends and we order some beers. And we're just standing there talking. And then all of a sudden the doorman literally leaves the front door and comes into the bar and tells the manager, whoever he was, to like come get me from the bar. So this man comes up to me and he's like, ma'am, you need to come with me. And I'm like taking a sip of my beer as he's saying this. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, uh, yeah, like, what's up? And he's like, ma'am, put the drink down. So I'm a little obnoxious and I take a nice long sip and then give the beer to my friend. And I follow this guy back up to the front. And he just asked me, he's like, did you use a fake ID? And I was like, no. And then the doorman, my, my dear friend, comes and joins us. And he's like, yes, you did. I remember you. And I was like, what? Like, how does this man remember me from literally one time several months ago? But I was like, no, I've actually never been here. (laughs) I'm so stupid. Like, why did I say that? Anyway, this doorman goes into his little closet and pulls out the ID that he took from me months ago. And he just shoves it in front of me. And he's like, is this you? And I just look him dead in the eyes. And I go, nope, that is not me. And so him and the manager are like, okay, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And I was so annoyed because you literally already let me into the bar. And I'm not causing any problems. I'm literally just dancing with my hot friends. But anyway, we leave and I basically write off the Black Flamingo. And I'm like, I never want to go there again because that guy was just so annoying. And they literally kept my id i'm like why don't you like frame it while you're at it like what the hell but about six or seven months later i have officially turned 21 and my friends want to go back so i'm like yeah okay let's try it like now i have a real id i'm not doing anything illegal like they have no reason to not let me in right and we get to the door we show them our ids which again are now real and we are all of age and this man looks at me and says, I told you not to come back here. And I'm just like, bro, like it is not that serious. Like, how do you even remember me at this point? Like it's literally been like maybe like eight months 
And I'm like, dude, but like this ID is real. I'm 21. And he's like, I don't care. I told you never to come back here. And then he said, last time you were here, I had to come get you out of the bar before you took a sip of that beer. So I said, yeah, I know I was there. (laughs) Which was bitchy, but like he was bitchy first. And like, why do you remember that? Like, why is it that deep for you? But I'm proud to say that this past weekend, I returned to the Black Flamingo now as a 22 year old over a year later, once again, and they let me in with no issues. There was a new doorman, so I am back in my Black Flamingo era. (laughs) Revenge of the Black Flamingo. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna tell one more story. And this one is like actually kind of sad, but also really funny. Um, So my friends used to live in this apartment that had windows that faced out to the main street in Williamsburg, which is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. And the block is always hot. Like it is a very busy block. And there was always like something crazy going down like right outside of their apartment. And they lived on the second floor. So the view was perfect, like high enough to see and hear everything that was going down on that block. But like also high enough to where nobody really like realized that we were watching everything and they lived right across from this really weird bar that just always had super weird people going in and out of it just full of like middle-aged hipster alcoholics who would get drunk there like basically every day of the week like blackout drunk so we would just sit up in the windows and talk and like watch these people until like two or three in the morning sometimes and there was this one bartender who worked there who was just insane and we actually watched him so much that we figured out his work schedule (laughs) and sometimes we'd just be like hanging out in their apartment and be like oh shit it's friday night like the crazy bartender's working (laughs) and we would run over to the windows and see what was going on But this guy would get so drunk while he was working, like stumbling into the street and like taking cig breaks every five seconds. And actually the last time we saw him, he was the drunkest we'd ever seen him, which is saying a lot because he used to be really drunk all the time, but he was like scary drunk this time. And this was after my friends and I had gone out. So we got back to the apartment at like two in the morning And he was just in the middle of the sidewalk trying to fight every single person who walked past the bar, like yelling at everyone and just like starting really weird arguments about super random stuff with anybody who would walk by. And at one point, he actually crossed the street and came to our side of the street, like right below our windows. And he started yelling at this guy who had on like a veteran hat. And he asked this guy if he's a veteran and the guy's like, yeah, I am. And this fucking asshole starts saying that he hates the army and he hates the government and starts accusing this man of killing children. And the guy handles it very well, which was super impressive because like, I do not think I could have held it together like that. But actually my friend stuck his head out of the window and was like, hey, what the fuck, man? Like, you can't disrespect people like that. And he looks up at my friend and he's like, oh yeah? then why don't you come down here and do something about it and just starts like rambling and then walks back across the street and is still yelling at us from across the street and he's like man just come down here so i can give you a hug like get your ass down here and don't make me give you a hug and it was just so weird we were like what like 
why is he just threatening to give you a hug like this is so weird but then he went back into the bar and we would watch people like walk past and then like back up and be like hmm like this looks like a good bar like maybe i'll go in here and we'd all just be like thinking to ourselves like oh man like don't do it don't go in there (laughs) and literally every person would go in for like maybe 10 minutes max and then just run out like so fast And then the bartender guy like comes out again and is continuing to fight just like innocent civilians and just like yelling and being so rude and being weird and asking for hugs. And then he stumbles into the street and runs into oncoming traffic. And this car screeches to a stop, but like hits him. Not like hits him, but like taps him. Like he literally got hit by a car. And then he starts yelling at the driver and like kicking the car. And the driver yells back at him and tries to drive off, but he grabs onto the car and ends up getting dragged down the street, like maybe like 50 feet, just dragged. And then eventually he lets go and he's just laying in the middle of the street, like sprawled out in the middle of traffic. And eventually he gets up and he just starts bawling, crying in the middle of the street. And then it gets like super depressing and he like starts saying he wants to die. And my friends and I are just like, oh God, like this feels weird and like sad and maybe we should stop watching. (laughs) And actually, after that night, we never saw him again. I mean, hopefully he just got fired and like he's still alive and got help, hopefully. But I really have no idea. I really don't know what happened to that guy, but hopefully he's okay. I think that's all I have for crazy New York stories right now. I also, like, don't want to scare anyone away from New York with these stories. Like, New York is a great place. It's super fun. It's a great time. There's always something happening. It's never boring. That is for sure. And it's not as scary as I made it sound. (laughs) Like, these are just a couple incidents. Like, it's usually pretty fun. What a place to live. I love living here. I would also, like, love to hear your crazy New York stories and maybe, like, make an episode of, like, listener tales. So if you have any crazy New York stories, please feel free to share them with me, like through DMs or something. Um, But yeah, I think that's all I have for this episode. Um, Once again, thank you guys so much for all your support on my last couple episodes, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Something a little bit different for you. I love you all so much. I hope you have a great day, and I will see you next time.